Y'all listening to Death of the Reader, this is Herds presenting the much-coveted Golden Pants Award straight from Solari Gentle's wardrobe to everyone. And by that, of course, I don't mean the heartwarming everyone that we all wish that we could give the award to, as in everyone's a winner, but rather the Everyone series by Benjamin Stevenson. That's right, two books can share a placement, as long as they're written by the same author. There was much internal debate on the Death of the Reader team as to how we could possibly choose one above the other, but with the power of a year-long symmetry, some planning, and a bit of admittedly personal bias towards quirky meta-narratives, we decided we couldn't separate these two bound by birth through fate in a double homicide into our hearts, and we hope into yours. The Everyone series has been created by comedian-slash-literary agent turned murder mystery writer Benjamin Stevenson to challenge the ancient tenets of detective fiction rules laid down decades ago in Golden Age Detective Fiction. This series of unparalleled meta-narratives is designed to thread a delicate needle between the author and the protagonist and the reader, between clever and obnoxious, between comedy and tragedy. Stevenson employs a different set of playful narrative devices in every book that is sure to polarize his audience and, in a nutshell, tries to give the reader as much information on the page as humanly possible while still maintaining a thin veil of mystery. How, you may be asking? Well, he spoils you. In Stevenson's first novel, Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone, it's in the title. The story takes place in a snowy ski resort in non-outback Australia, unique for our country's crime genre. The family of our protagonists, who have all killed someone, of one Ernest Cunningham, earned to his friends, has gathered for a good old-fashioned family reunion. Well, that sounds lovely to us. Absolutely dreadful to earn. He is the reluctant author of the story, and we spend a good amount of time dwelling in his personal narrative. Before we reach the result, we are told the pages on which the various deaths in the story will occur, the fact that Ernst survives to write the story in the first place because he is the in-fiction author, and the fact that his reunion is to celebrate Ernst's brother being released from prison, and also that Ernst put him there. Uh, And he still has the dirty money that's responsible for his brother's imprisonment. Thus begins a game where everyone in the resort is a suspect, and with Cunningham's family's history of crime, which is completely deserved, by the way, uh, Ern must navigate the politics of his semi-estranged family and confront the very personal fear that he himself may be genetically disposed to killing as he navigates the absolute worst tropes of the most cursed family reunion that you can possibly imagine. The second novel, Everyone on This Train is a Suspect, is a sequel to the first, of course, and follows the closed circle formula. While the Cunningham family in the first novel refused to leave their mountain ski resort once the murder started occurring due to stubbornness and pride, uh, the cast of everyone on this train is a suspect, is locked into a cross-country journey from Darwin to Adelaide for a writer's convention that Ern has sensibly been invited to. Rather than the close-knit family of the Cunninghams to accompany Arsene Dogger every step, we were introduced to the found family that is the writers that star in the writers' talks on the train, banter with each other and their totally reined in fans, and throw not so well intentioned barbs at each other on the very public stages that they're asked to occupy uh, without remorse. 
It's a melting pot again of tension between the characters as we box in these well-respected, but maybe not well-meaning or even respectful authors on the GAN, which is a real-life passenger train that I simply cannot stop seeing ads for on my social media since I read the book. Thanks, Stevenson. Everyone on this train is interested in, in one thing, their legacy. The legacy of the writers when the megastar, writer McTavish, is killed in a cataclysmic spray of vomit all over the audience of his panel while discussing his newest book. What is he left behind? Who gains from his legacy being left on such a sour note? And most importantly, what is Urn going to leave behind when he passes on? We know Urn survives long enough to write the novel that we hold in our hands or on our e-reader, but does he survive to the publishing phase? Does he survive long enough to write another book? And who can carry on his work after that? What I truly love about this follow-up, despite Stevenson's assertion just inside the book's cover that he's been reduced to imitating himself, is that he really hasn't. The follow-up has earned confront his own mortality, considering the number of death-defying action sequences he ends up participating in by the end of the novel. He must confront his peers, many of whom suspect him of making up his own previous murder run-in or of being a murderer himself, which for legal reasons, of course, Earn can't comment on. Through these interactions, we learn a lot about the other writers as well. The sorts of people that Stevenson, as a literary agent himself, is perfectly poised to poke fun at, though for legal reasons he has refused to comment upon. There's some fun to be had with word games, the various backstories from X years ago. They can't help but raise their ugly heads as violence in metafiction tends to provoke. But I think that while the metafiction self-awareness drew me in for Stevenson's first novel, it is the intent on character analysis and the way that we continue to bend the rules around reality that we've tried so hard to keep intact that it has me coming back for more. With all that out on the proverbial table, I'm extremely pleased and honored to officially present Benjamin Stevenson's first two entries in the Everyone series with the Solari Gentle Award for 2023. You will receive your solid gold dance pants in the mail shortly. I may not have any bones to pick with you today, but I'm looking forward to the bones that I will pick with you on your next entry with Ernest Cunningham's traumatic life story. That is it for the final entry into the 2023 list of review season. And you are, of course, continuing to listen to Death of the Reader on Tusiar. 107.3, the Murder Mystery World Tour. That's it for the podium. Stick around.